Welcome to the Strong Men, Strong Marriages podcast. Here we are on a mission to get strong, get attractive, and get the marriage of our dreams. I'm your host, Mike Frazier. Let's do this. All right, men, welcome to today's episode. We're going to be talking about when you feel trapped in your marriage, how you can be free and still stay married. Because a lot of times we think that's not possible. (laughs) So feeling trapped in your marriage, it's a tough place to be. So this is how I felt for actually a really long time. Um, You know, I found myself constantly trying to make my wife happy, you know, bending over backwards, you know, taking care of the kids, cleaning the house, uh, you know, taking time away from work to be at home, you know, cutting out my hobbies, kind of like not bringing up uh, spiritual things that were important to me, right? Doing all this to just try to make her like me, (laughs) to, to try to make her happy, to prove that I was, you know, worthy of her kind of thing. And a lot of times I felt like I was just failing in this uh, and that felt awful. You know, I felt like I was doing also everything in the marriage. Like it was totally one-sided. It was totally unfair. You know, I was providing the the income for the family. I was, you know, doing the cleaning taking care of the kids, uh, um, uh, cooking and doing the meals, all of that stuff. And I felt like I was getting nothing in return we had no real intimacy, right? We went even over a year without having any physical intimacy. Uh, There was really no deep emotional connection, mainly because I was not being honest about all the things that were bothering me. So we couldn't get to that better level. This got me to where I would just go into my car sometimes and just scream because I felt like I couldn't take it anymore. Like if this is what marriage is, like, I don't like it. Right. I don't want to be, I don't really want to be part of it. But at the same time, I felt like I didn't really want to divorce because I wanted to be there for my kids, uh, for, for my religious standpoint, I felt like it was the wrong thing to do to divorce, uh, in my, in the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, when you get married, it's with the idea that it's going to be forever for eternity. And so I felt like, you know, to live towards that, that's what I wanted. But I also knew that I didn't want to continue have my marriage like this. So I felt very trapped. So another gentleman I work with, John, you know, he kind of had this, uh, a similar situation where he felt like he was doing everything in the marriage. He felt like there was no emotional or physical connection. Um, and he came to me because he just wanted to, you know, get to a decision of whether it was the right move to stay married or to get divorced. Another gentleman where I worked with Aaron was recovering from infidelity, both his and his wife's, and just wasn't sure what to do, right? He, you know, they'd both been unfaithful. And so that was, they knew that that wasn't really helpful for the marriage. <laughs> and um, they they kind of wanted to make it work, but they also felt like, you know, they just don't know what direction to go, how to, how to do it. So this can leave you just feeling trapped, right? Like feeling like you have to stay feeling trapped and uh, lonely and bending over backwards and constantly trying to make your wife happy, basically to be miserable in your marriage or to get divorced. That's the, that seems like the choice that you have, but there's actually another option. And that is to both feel free and stay married, to have that freedom, to have that joy, to have that peace inside your marriage. Okay. To not feel so tied to your wife, to your spouse and everything of their, you know, 
you know, trying to make them happy all the time and all this, and really just create a marriage where you both feel free. You're building up your best selves. You support each other and have real intimacy. So as I thought about this in my mind, there's really three different marriage traps. Okay. So the first trap is trying to control your wife, control your spouse, uh, control their thoughts about you, control their actions. Okay. And I'll get into these more, but that's the first one. The second trap is the trap of service and compromise. So a lot of times we believe that to have a good marriage, it means putting our wife first, putting them before us, um, and then finding these solutions that like neither of us really like, but we kind of can both live with. Okay. That is a trap because, you know, if you, uh, again, you kind of start losing yourself. I'll get more into these. And trap three is thinking that it has to work. Marriage has to work. You know, there's, there's no way I can let this fail. Right. If it, we, if we do get divorced, that's a big failure and my life's going to end. Okay. So that's the other trap because that keeps you thinking there's no way out. Right. Okay. So first trap, trying to control. Okay. This is a very common one. This is where we try to manage our wife's emotions. Or if you're, you're a woman listening to this, trying to control your husband's emotions, you know, trying to say, have them tell you how great you are or, um, you know, feel happy. It, you know, it sounds good. It sounds like you're, you're trying to do something good, make your wife happy. Okay. But you wouldn't say like, I want to make my wife sad or I want to make my wife anxious uh, or mad. Okay. If we did that, it'd be called manipulative. But when we try to quote, make our wife happy, it's again, it sounds good. You know, most people would tell you, oh yeah, that's a good thing to try to make other people happy. Problem is it's actually impossible. And the more we try, the more we get frustrated, right? That's been my experience anyway. And a lot of the people that I, that I work with. So another thing is, is trying to be the perfect husband, right? For a long time, actually, so this is embarrassing to say, but I actually felt like I was the perfect husband. Like I was working hard. I was, you know, coming home. I was taking care of the kids and my wife just didn't recognize it. Like I was doing everything right. And I just didn't get that attention from my wife, but at least maybe someone would notice it. You know, sometimes people, uh, girls or people at work would say, Oh, I like you do such a great job. Or, uh, you know, it's, um, at church, people would say, Oh, you're doing such a great job. And that would feel good, you know, but I was basically trying to control people's perception of me. Right. So what's the problem here? What, what's, what's really the issue? The issue is we are needing our wife for our own self worth, right? So when I try to make my wife happy, what I'm really saying is, hey, be happy with me, like me, you know, tell me that I'm valuable, right? Or we're needing to be seen in a certain way. We're trying to control the our the perception of other people, um, have them see us as worthwhile, as good, um, as righteous, okay? So again, the problem here is we can't control those things. We're trying to control something that just cannot be controlled. And so that's a trap, right? That's a big time trap because we're trying to do something that is literally impossible to do. Okay. It never quite works because we're always chasing that external validation. And when we don't get it, we feel down. When we do get it, we feel good. It's a trap. Okay. When we try to control the thoughts and emotions of other people, 
okay, what they think about us, how they perceive us, how happy they are, how, you know, it just is not possible. Okay. Trust me. I've tried it for a long time. It (laughs) sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And when it doesn't, you feel like you failed when it does, you feel like you won. So it kind of like gives you this, this weird feedback. It's almost like an addiction in a way where, you know, you do it and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. So you keep trying it. Um, but at the end of the day, it just, it just doesn't work. Okay. So how do you get out of this trap? So the escape key or how to get out of this trap is to remember your own infinite worth and potential. Remember that you have that. Okay. It's outside of what you even do. You know, I like to say we're all worth that hundred dollars and that that hundred dollars, it might get crumpled, you know, it might get dirty, whatever, but it's there, right? We're all worth that hundred dollars, but that worth is actually infinite, right? It's more than a hundred dollars. Okay. More than a hundred dollars. It's equal to uh, those around us and infinite. So if we can really get hold of that, then we stop trying to, you know, make our wife happy or make people like us or, you know, people please, right? Because we know we have that value within us. So once we know that, then we decide what kind of husband that we want to be, what kind of person that we want to be, right? So we say, look, I want to be the type of husband that, you know, does show up and does, you know, uh, help out with the the kids or is a partner with raising our kids and a partner at keeping things clean at home. Cause I want to be that kind of husband. Now, the funny thing that happens is when you start doing it for this reason, just because you want to be that kind of guy, you make that the win that you're acting in a way that you want to and can be proud of. That's when your wife is going to start giving you more attention, appreciation, affection, when she is going to feel happier, right? Because she sees you're not trying to, what I call be a mosquito, like do these nice things, but just to get something back from her. Okay. So this is how you escape that trap altogether, right? You're not trying to control her thoughts and emotions. You're not trying to look like, you know, somebody good to the people around you. You're trying to be in integrity. You're saying, this is the kind of husband I want to be. I'm going to act in this way because I feel like that's the right thing to do. And it just feels great, right? It feels very liberating to do that. It feels strong. It feels an integrity. Okay. And you're out of prison, right? Because you're, you, you've stopped trying to do something impossible, which is control the thoughts and emotions of other people. Okay, so you do that. You choose to be that kind of husband. And then you have faith. You trust that good things are going to come, right? So with Aaron, right, he he did this, right? He made this, this transition. He said, look, I'm going to be this kind of husband. And for a long time, it was hard. You know, his wife didn't really give him much positive feedback at all. Um, but he stuck to it, right? He said, look, I want to be this kind of guy no matter what my wife's doing. And eventually she was able to, she did see that right? She was able to feel that and see that with me. Same thing. Like when I stepped out of that, my wife, my wife also felt free. That's the other funny thing. You know, your, your wife, when you have this mindset, like, uh, you know, I need her to be happy. I need to be happy. She kind of feels bad when she's not happy. So it puts a weird pressure on her to like be happy all the time. So when she doesn't feel that pressure, then she can just be herself and then choose to spend that time with you. And when she is happy, be genuinely happy. So the freedom, again, how do you get free of this trap? You get free from needing your wife for your self-worth. You have that for yourself, okay? And you feel free from having to control the thoughts and emotions of other people. And you choose to be the kind of guy that you want to be just because you want to be that guy, okay? It feels so much better, guys. It feels so freeing and it's very attractive, right? Like I said, that's how you get that attention, appreciation, and affection. 
All right. So second trap, service and compromise. This might sound funny, but <laughs> but it is a trap. So what happens here is we we put our wife first. Okay. A lot of us interpret that as put your wife first to your own detriment. Like put your wife first no matter the cost to you. Okay. So what we can end up doing is we start neglecting and even rejecting our own desires and our own agency. Okay. Because we say, well, I, I, you know, I want to spend our money on a vacation and my wife wants to spend money on, you know, the kitchen. And because I put my wife first, I'm just going to forget that I even want to go on a vacation and just do the kitchen. Okay. And we do this kind of over and over, right? Uh, until we sort of lose even who we are. This is what happened to me for sure. I was in this trap big time. Um, so that's that's the service aspect where we serve our wife to our own detriment. Okay, That's a problem. It's not wrong to serve our wife. It's not wrong to do nice things. It's, it's wrong when we just drop ourselves out of the equation completely, right? And a lot of us think that's the way to do a marriage, but it just does not work. Eventually we get sick of it, right? Um, a lot of times what happens is someone will do this for so long and just reject their needs and not bring them up. And eventually they just want a divorce and their, and their spouse is like, like, where did this come from? But it had been building for so long, this kind of resentment and, you know, rejection of yourself that you kind of get to the point where you say, I can't do this anymore. Um, but luckily there is a way out of this and I'm going to tell you what it is. (laughs) So compromise is another one that is a trap. Okay. Which is to me, compromise means you find a solution that neither person likes. So in that example of the vacation in the kitchen, you say, okay, well, you know, instead of doing either, let's just, um, you know, save the money and neither of you really wants to do that. So in, you know, that's another thing because you, you both are unhappy, right? If you're both unhappy, that's not a great marriage. So, Another trap here, and this is again, sort of, you know, neglecting and rejecting your own desire and your own agency is telling your spouse to choose, but not choosing for ourselves. So the, where I see this the most actually is with, um, uh, in the marriages I've worked with, it, a lot of times it's the, the wife that, uh, sort of feels like if their husband is being unfaithful, then the wife is like, well, you know, he has to choose. He needs to choose between me and this other girl, right? Um, But they forget that they themselves need to choose. So I'll uh, I'll call this girl Kelly. So Kelly, her husband has this affair and Kelly just keeps saying like, well, he needs to choose. He needs to choose whether to be with me or be with this other girl, right? And just kind of wait for him to choose that. The the problem is like, let's say the husband's name is uh, Chris. So let's say, you know, Chris has already chosen, right? He's chosen to be married and have an affair. Like that's his choice. <laughs> and as long as Kelly continues to allow that, he's going to continue to choose that. Okay. So Kelly has forgotten that she also has agency in this. She's forgotten that she can choose to stay married to Chris or not. Right. And so that's one thing that I help, uh, you know, people see is that they do have a choice. Right. That kind of goes to trap three, but a um, little preview of it. <laughs> so remember, like you do have choice. And it, when you start rejecting that and, you know, forgetting who you are and just putting everything uh, on on your spouse 
and neglecting what you want, hey, it leads to problems. So for me, it was it was intimacy and sex, right? For a long time, I avoided bringing that up because, uh, as I mentioned, my wife does have a history of very terrible uh, sexual abuse. So I understood, you know, it was hard for her, but I also understood it was important to me. And so I finally brought it up and it felt just so good to share that. And when I shared that, what I found was there were a lot of other areas where I had been neglecting and rejecting my own desires. So as I started owning those more, letting my wife know what was important to me, we got to that level of intimacy, right? I had more honesty. So again, when we serve our wife at our own expense, when we do these things and you know neglect and reject what's important to us, it's actually weakness, right? We're not being honest. Honesty takes more strength. Okay, it takes integrity. It's hard to tell your wife something that you know she might not like, but that's the price of an intimate marriage and a great marriage. Okay. Another way I can put this is loving our spouse more than ourselves instead of equally. Okay. Feeling like they're worth more than us. Okay. Puts us in a bad spot. So how do you get out? What's the what's the escape? The escape is honesty and making requests and setting boundaries. So Making a request, this was really foreign to me, actually. Um, and when I started just asking my wife for things, it was very free. So here's what I'd like to do. You know, this is what's important to me. Being honest, you know, even though she might not like it, right? That's the other part of that. Also, here's what I will not do, right? Being clear on that. I'm I'm not willing to do that, okay? So, um, <clears throat> you know, that, that can take all kinds of different forms. It may be... Uh, Sexually, it might be physically, it might be spiritually, it might be financially, right? Uh, like one that we had recently was uh, my wife and I kind of split our, our money into uh, like joint account and then we each have our own individual accounts. And uh, my wife was buying a, a certain kind of uh, like a beauty product that was pretty expensive. And I was just like, look, I don't want that to come out of the uh, joint account anymore. Like if you want to spend the money on that, that's great. But, uh, you know, I won't, that needs to come out of your own account now. Um, and it was hard to do that, but again, it was just standing up for what I was important to me. Right. You know, she, she had money in that fund. She could pay for it from, from her own personal fund. And I didn't feel like I wanted to spend money on that or joint money on that. Okay. So that's just a little example, but power, it feels very good. It feels powerful. Right. And then a boundary is just saying like, here's what I will do if you continue to do whatever. So for example, Kelly, so Kelly can take her power back by saying, look, Chris, if you keep sleeping with other women, I'm going to divorce you, right? That's a boundary. So um, it's not saying you better stop having an affair, right? Some people think that's a boundary, but really it's not because you can't control what that person does. But saying like, hey, you can choose to have that affair if you want, but you cannot stay married to me. If you choose that, I'm going to divorce you. Feel strong, feels powerful, right? You have a foundation. So you stand up for yourself. You stand up for your integrity, okay? And you work to find solutions that work for both of you, right? So instead of like the 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 kitchen and the uh, vacation example, right? Instead of saying, oh, let's save it. You guys can just kind of, you talk it out. You work together, you know, and you find something that really is going to work for both of you, right? So you say, hey, maybe we, you know, spend a little bit on this and go on a little bit of a shorter vacation, right? And if you both feel good about that, you know, that's, that's great, but it requires first that you come in and you be honest about what is going to work for you and what's not right. That's the hard part. That's the growing up part of marriage, but that's what brings real freedom. Okay. 
So the freedom is finding solutions that work for both of you, or sometimes, you know, it's a no deal. It's a win-win or no deal, right? So in that example of Kelly and Chris, Kelly can say, hey, like, if you, uh, you know, it's a no deal. If you keep having sex with other women, that's a no deal. I'm going to divorce you, right? And that's going to be different for different marriages. But most of the time, you know, if you can come in there, be honest, share what's working and what's not working, you can find solutions that work for both of you. And that's freedom. And that's a great marriage. All right. So trap three is believing, you know, it has to work. Okay. So if you believe that you're not going to survive a divorce, or it's going to be so catastrophic that you can't even think about it, or like in our religion, that's going to be like, um, uh, sin, sinful, or it's going to ruin your eternity, right? You know, you think it has to work. It has to work. I can't get divorced. I cannot do it. Right. It's impossible for me to do it. So. If you believe that, that it has to work, you're only really left with two options. One is to feel trapped and miserable in your marriage or force your spouse to change. So again, if you believe that that's the, it it has to work, like I can't get divorced, like, like uh, Kelly and Chris is a good example, right? You know, it has to work. He, He has to choose one way or the other. You know, I can't get divorced. He has to stop doing this. He has to stop having that affair you know, cause we have to stay married. You know, you either have to, you're either forcing your spouse to change or again, you just stay trapped and you feel miserable or like in our marriage, like if there, when there was no, uh, intimacy and really sexual intimacy was what I was complaining about, but really there was no intimacy because I was failing to do the things I'm sharing with you. Be honest about what I really wanted, you know, own my own desires work for solutions that work for both of us, basically grow up emotionally. Um, so when I did that, then, you know, the sexual part came back when I stopped trying to make her happy and control her emotions and started just choosing the type of husband I wanted to be. She felt a lot less uh, pressure and our marriage just got much better. Right. So again, if you think the marriage must work. So the other thing that I did is I had to tell myself like, you know, divorce is an option. Like I can leave if I want to. And that's, again, very freeing, right? Because then you can choose. Like I like to say, you can't say yes until you can say no, right? Again, you can't say yes until you can say no. So you can't really say yes to staying in the marriage until you realize, like, I can choose to say no also. Okay, so again, it comes back to kind of uh, number two and just owning your own choices and owning your own, you know, values and what's important to you, okay? So again, the escape key is giving yourself that option to leave. So for, for Aaron in particular, you know, he, he really had a turnaround point where he realized like, Hey, you know, if we do get a divorce, it's okay. Like I've learned the skills to have a great marriage. And, you know, if you do choose to leave, you know, it's, it's okay. It'll be hard. I won't like that, but you know, I'll make it and I'll still have a great relationship with the kids. Cause I've learned how to do that. And, you know, I'll be able to attract someone to me, that is, you know, ready to have that kind of connection in marriage. You know, and for me, you know, being able to just say like, okay, like I can get a divorce if I want, what is that going to look like? Is that really what I want? Or do I want to really kind of stay and, and try to make it work? And I decided to stay and make it work. But, but again, it was from a place of choice instead of a place of, I have to do it or it has to work. So another part of this escape key is trusting, trusting that things are going to work out right? The things will come out right in the end. 
And they will if you go through a certain process. And that process is building up those strengths and skills. So you get strong internally, right? You are a man of integrity, a man of your word. You know what you want out of life and you're going towards it. Okay. You learn to have the strength to share things that aren't working for you, to work towards solutions that work for both of you. Okay. Um, You don't need that validation so much. Then you get attractive interpersonally. Learn some of those other skills we were talking about, like being able to reach an agreement that works for both of you. You know, be honest about your desires. Okay. And then the last part is learning to install the habits that are going to keep you growing and going forward instead of going backwards. Right. So when you learn those things, okay, you're going to be strong. You're going to be extremely attractive and you will create an amazing marriage. Okay. You're going to create a better relationship now when you learn these skills. Okay. And even if it ends in divorce, if you can own your own desires, you realize you can leave. If you decide to leave or your spouse decides to leave, right? You can know, Hey, I've learned the skills and I'm, I feel good about who I am. I know how to connect with other people. I know how to maintain that my growth and keep it going, right? You're going to attract someone who's at that same level, who wants to be with someone like that. You're going to create a great relationship with your kids. You're going to continue to have a good relationship with your, you know, ex-wife if you do end up getting a divorce because you know how to build a good relationship, okay? And things are going to work out, okay? Things are going to work out. You're going to be more attractive. You're going to feel strong. You're going to feel confident, know how to make great relationships, okay? You've won, you know, have faith, believe that things are going to work out, right? Instead of fear. Also being willing to, you know, process emotions as they come, not, not be afraid of feeling sad or feeling bad, but allowing those emotions because that's part of the human experience, right? So when we're not so afraid of those and running from them, we can accept them, you know, we're able to continue to move forward. All right. So as a summary, guys, so trap one, trying to control your spouse's or others thoughts and feelings about you. Okay. When you do that, doesn't work. <laughs> doesn't feel good. So the escape key is realizing your own worth and potential, right? Not trying to suck that off of the people around you like a mosquito or pound them into submission like a dictator, right? Realizing you have worth and potential. Choosing the type of man and husband that you want to be and working towards that, okay? That is the win, right? When you realize who you want to be and you work towards it, you've already won. And you're doing the thing most likely to attract your wife back to you and to build great relationships. So trap number two is this idea of service and compromise, which is where you reject your own wants, desires, and agency. Okay, you kind of lose yourself. You put everything in your spouse's hands, right? So the escape key is owning and sharing your desires, having the courage to do that, even when your spouse might not like it, and then learning how to find solutions that work for both of you, turn conflict into more connection. That's really that interpersonal skill and strength. And trap three is thinking that marriage has to work at all costs, okay? The escape key there is realizing, like, you know, you're going to be okay and really choosing for yourself whether to stay married or not. Because, again, you can't say yes until you can say no. So you look at it, you say, no, I want to stay, right? It's important for me to stay. Or it might be, hey, you know, if you keep having that affair or keep doing this or that, I'm going to leave and sticking to that, right? It comes from a place of integrity. So again, if you if you're thinking marriage has to work at all costs, okay, it's about building that strength up, right? Choosing to stay, okay, 
and giving her the option to to stay or not. Another thing guys will do, right, is they'll come in when their wife is ready to go or she's already separated and they keep trying to grab her. They keep trying to like, come back, come back, come back. But it doesn't work. Okay. She always says, I need space. What that need what that means is she needs space to decide whether to choose you or not. And the way she's going to choose you is if you stop all these behaviors <laughs> of trying to control her, of you know, rejecting your wants, desires, or being a dictator or being a mosquito, right? That's when she's going to want to choose you. Okay. So you focus on building up that strength. You let her choose you. And or not, right? And know that you're going to be okay either way. Okay. You are going to have great relationships either way, either with her, uh, for sure with your kids, no matter what. Um, and you know, you're going to attract someone to you who also has these skills and, uh, abilities, right? Cause we, we, we marry someone who's about the same level as us in these things, in these strengths. And so, you know, as we build it up and, you know, are honest with ourselves, we tend to take each other to a higher level, right? Of development of strength, right? And it feels great. Um, so if we will do this, you know, we can turn our marriage into something great, or if it doesn't work out this time, when we build these strengths, right, we're going to have those great relationships in the future. All right, man, great job. Stay strong. And I'll see you next episode. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please leave a review on iTunes and share the episode with a friend so we can help create stronger men and stronger marriages across the world. And if you're ready to take your strength training and your marriage to the next level, visit strongmenstrongmarriages.com to learn how. I'll see you there.